Hey, Cheese Mosas. I'm Igby. I'm Stephanie. And we are the Cheese McQueens. We're here. I don't have anything this week. <laughs> Cheese McQueens. <laughs> yeah, we're that. We are the Cheese McQueens. I really thought you were going to come up with something. <laughs> you know, I'm running low these days. <laughs> it's all good. If you if you are new to this podcast, chisme means gossip, and we have all the gossip. We have all the tea on Married at First Sight. We are covering season 16, episode four today. But before we do that, Igby, do you have any chisme? I do, just a little bit. So we can start, I guess, in the Reddit street. Somebody kind of went in depth about the vetting process of this show, which I thought is always interesting because we always are like, how... Are these people cast on here? How? How? Why? <laughs> right. Now, not necess- these steps aren't necessarily what actually happens. This is what they're saying happens. Because sometimes it's like, okay, this person was clearly just plucked up out of nowhere <laughs> and mm. placed on the cast. Yeah. Uh, but they say that betting starts with the introductory questionnaire, which is 75 questions. And that's at their like broad casting website that okay. like anybody can apply to. And oh, then okay. from there... They select people, and those are the ones that complete the big 500 questionnaire. Oh, okay. Because I was about to stop you and be like, wait a minute. I thought it was hundreds and hundreds of questions. Okay. That makes sense. Nobody wants to read all the things. Yeah. You do the pop quiz and then the final exam. (laughs) (laughs) Then from there, production selects candidates who they want the experts to meet. Then the experts from that pool select who they want to go on for psyche valves. And apparently there's two sessions of this. Then from there, that's when they do background checks. Then (laughs) they don't do background checks till the end. Seems like a waste of time. (laughs) That's ridiculous. Well, it says a deep background check. Okay. So maybe like really getting in there all in your shit. Um, then after that, they do a scrub of social media. They audit all that. Then they say production and experts interview the family and friends of the candidates. Then it says they look at pictures of the person's exes and hmm. then they match the couples after that. Interesting. So again, I don't know how much of this is true. Yeah. I was like, is this person a producer? It's an insider of some sort. Did you click on their name and see what else they posted? No. I don't care that much. I mean, (laughs) it's just, it's interesting. It's very detailed, but like, is it somebody who's just saying that's what they do? Because I don't believe that. (laughs) With the people who are on this show, I don't believe that. Mm -mm. I don't know. I'm just seeing something and saying something. All right. You're just the messenger. I get it. Uh, The other thing, I know we know that there was or is a $50,000 penalty for stopping production or, uh, you know, not wanting to participate any further in the show. But there's also a fine for breaking the NDA of this show. Uh, Previously, it was also $50,000, but it's been bumped up to $100,000. So shut up. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know anything. Man, could you imagine? That's a that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money, and um, I'll expand on that in, in my cheese But I, mm, I don't know. This is just for the participant, I imagine. Right. Okay. Uh, so that's that on that. It looks like somebody recognized a familiar face on the show. Apparently, McKinley was on a I guess HGTV show called Rehab Addicts. Uh-huh. Not the interesting title. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but basically, it's a home <laughs> renovation show, not like rehab being addicts. <laughs> People who are addicted to rehabbing furniture in homes. Gotcha. Uh, so this isn't his first reality TV rodeo, apparently. Okay, so that's implying that he has owned a home, many, maybe many homes since the it's an addict, right? So flipping them, making lots of money. So why are you living with your best friend's parents? Because you don't live in Nashville and you move for the show. <laughs> Could be. But isn't that his job? What? The construction part? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. But, I mean, so the rumor is that Dominic, Dominique and McKinley, they get in a fight over McKinley not having his own space, right? So wouldn't that be easily solved off camera saying, hey, let's fight because this is drama. Yeah, but in reality, I have this much in the bank. 
I I can own a home if I wanted to. I only moved here for Nash for the for the show. That could easily be solved. Like a lot of problems on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it just seems fishy that that's the the big argument supposedly that they're gonna have. I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it more. <laughs> okay. um, Miss Karen is still out here promoting for club jet lag which is i guess the travel agency she used on her trip to dubai uh, she posted up some new content it looked so nice they did um they did the like dinner in the sky thing have you ever seen that Mm-mm. where it's like a table and they like lift it up on a crane like i don't even know how high in the air and you like eat dinner like that in the sky okay it looks extremely scary like, I don't yeah. know how I would need a lot of wine to get through that dinner, which also is probably a bad idea. <laughs> probably. Probably so. I don't think that's I mean, you're strapped to the chair, so oh, well. you can't go too wrong. And I think you're over water. Yeesh. But then uh, you're strapped to a chair. <laughs> it's, like, it's a whole contraption. Ooh, okay. And then she did uh, one of those um, dress photo shoots, like out in the desert. Have you seen those? Mm-hmm. Those are cool. I like those. So she did one of those. They were at some like crazy nightclub. There was just a whole lot. It looked it looked really nice. So I hope she had a good time, I guess. Alone, <laughs> not with her husband, who she may or may not be married to still. <laughs> I'm going to say no. I think they should. Who misses a big trip like that? That looks amazing. That sounds amazing. Why would you miss it if you were together questions that need answers mm-hmm. uh, what else we got here your boy mark the shark looks Me. like he, speaking of uh rehab addicts uh <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he's uh remodeling his home and it looks like a task like they're doing a full revamp from like updating from like the 80s like gutting out the inside taking down walls i think they found like a secret chimney behind a wall the other day there oh, it's shit. a it looks like a lot and mm-hmm. i don't know how he has the time and money to do this but more power to him but it, it looks like a lot of work hmm. i know our houston folks are all getting rodeo ready that's a thing down here this time of year <laughs> There's, yeah, some schools get canceled, cancel the days so that the kids can prep for stock show and rodeo. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. We used to go on field trips to the rodeo. Mm-hmm. Did I ever tell you, uh, my dad once took his students to the rodeo. And then after watching um, the calf roping, after one calf got roped, um, he's like, yeah, we're not watching this. This is disgusting. And he took the whole class and they just walked the rounds. <laughs> he didn't want what it was. I was like, Really? I wouldn't expect that from my dad, but he just did not like watching the animals getting broke. It offended him. People have no idea what we're talking about. No. <laughs> Barrel racing. Barrel Bull racing. Riding. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I I don't ever remember going to like an actual event. I remember like just going on the grounds and going to like the petting zoo and stuff like that but I don't remember ever seeing not on a field trip I never went till I was an adult because my parents didn't like it um they didn't like the smell of animals they didn't like the concept of animals getting roped or anything um I guess because my dad had to go to these field trips every single year he did not want to take us so I mean I understand I guess not even the carnival nope he said that's where people get shot and stabbed so we don't go to the carnival (laughs) Well, I'm a carnival survivor, apparently. (laughs) I mean, he's not wrong. (laughs) There's always mischief at the carnivals, especially the Fiesta Carnival. Now that I'm not going to. That's for real where you're going to get stabbed up. (laughs) Oh, we're such good representatives of our town. (laughs) But anyway, that's to say the rodeo is a big deal around these parts. Yes. Uh, so there's been a lot of postings of events and getting ready because it's getting ready to start up. I think just I think in Houston last week was or this weekend is like opening weekend. Mm. I always thought theirs was after ours. Oh, I have no idea. I never paid attention. Mm. But with you know what and all the other things happening in the world, all that stuff's all changed around now. We don't even have cowboy breakfast anymore. <gasps> Can you believe that? No, <laughs> I was shocked. I was, they had it during pandemic and now because inflation is so bad, they can't afford to put it on anymore. The cost of eggs has gone up for everybody. You would think some sponsor would swoop in and cover it because like 
It's, I don't even how many years have that has that been forever. Gone? I don't know. I know they Decades. ever didn't have it. Decades. <laughs> My whole life they've had it. Yeah. I mean, all right. Let's move on because people don't care about our tacos stuff. are important. Tacos are important, especially free tacos. For real, it can't <laughs> feed the whole city. I guess. Uh, the only other thing I had was earlier today, which is Sunday the 29th, if you're listening, or actually it was from last night, a Married at First Sight fan did a AMA, Ask Me Anything, on Instagram. So since those do go away, I'm here to let you know what the questions were in case that post isn't available anymore. Nice. They said that the number one asked question is, are Karen and Miles still together? <laughs> They said that that's definitely the number one asked question and she they don't have an update. Yeah. I think it I think it is a female. I think she has come out and said that she went to get bridal p- portraits done or something like that. Still that doesn't mean she uses the pronouns. All right. She her. Whatever. Just trying to be PC here people. You go for <laughs> it, I guess. <laughs> uh, they said the second most asked question is the status on Lindy and Miguel. Oh, okay. Doesn't have an answer for that one either. Uh, says when the season was filming, they were told that they weren't together, but never received confirmation once the season ended. Hmm. So still up in the air. I mean, Miguel, you listen and you like our post. Just let us know. Let us break that news. I don't know that he listens. He, I'm just going to assume he does. I'm not making that assumption. <laughs> I don't know why anybody listens to this. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no problem. Uh, yeah, and she's posting as usual. She hasn't said anything. Yeah. She's thought and bopping across the world because she can. Um, someone asked about if they're still passionate about Married, or I guess about the show, but Married at First Sight fan says, one, if they meant being married, yes, they love being married because they recently got married like in the last year or so, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And two, if they mean married at first sight, it's getting more difficult with every season. So even they're <laughs> fed up with it. <laughs> they're like, I'm just keeping up this account because sometimes people buy me coffee. <laughs> um, someone asked if Pastor Cal and Dr. Pepper are going to be more involved this season. And they said they doubt it. But we are going to see Devon and Dr. Pia again this mm-hmm. season because they were so much help last season. <laughs> The one time they were on. I mean, Dr. Pia did create some drama in that group therapy session. It didn't go well. So that was entertaining. Someone asked if they missed what a spouse proposes to another couple's spouse. Uh, You know, there was that whole article Mm -hmm. about how this season includes more stakes, including a shocking twist where one woman's husband makes a quote unquote indecent proposal to another man's (laughs) wife. They have a possible spoiler, question mark. They think it's definitely involving McKinley and Gina and or Clint and Dominique. Because we all keep seeing that clip where McKinley is talking about how gorgeous he thinks Gina is. Mm -hmm. I'm still thinking it's Eris hitting on Dominique. And that's, that's what I think. That's a popular one, too, because we see how flirty Dominique is, period. Mm hmm with anybody so yeah that could yeah easily go left the key is dominique dominique is the key and why you shouldn't be 25 years old on this goddamn show (laughs) Uh, the last question that i saw was uh if denver is going to be the last season they said that's a great question they don't know but the show hasn't been renewed past season 17 which is denver wow we don't know i know too there was another question about what uh they thought should be done to improve the show and it's the same kind of thing we've all said yeah Mm -hmm. taking it more back to the old school style um less couples less group interactions a more uh counseling from the coaches and the experts less episodes that part i mean we kind (laughs) of got our wish not really though because they're tricking us now the episodes are pared down to an hour and a half this season Mm -hmm. But there's more episodes in the season than before. So we're still, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's the same thing. They're just adding it on to the end. Yeah. I mean, I still prefer that because the two hours is too much. It's a lot of nothing. The same thing over and over. Mm -hmm. I know I was shocked this week. I was like, next time on, wait a minute, it's only (laughs) 8.30. What? 
I didn't know what to do with my extra 30 minutes. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. But that's all I got, I think. All right. By the end of the episode, if I remember something else I wrote down. <laughs> all right. I got a little bit of something here. Let's see. Um, so even though they're not supposed to be on social media, Jasmine did hop on just to let everybody know if y'all really think in my daily life, I have 13 dogs. I will just let you think that. So I guess she's tired of everybody commenting about how her house probably smells. That's too much. She has a problem. Such and such. What's the handle of follower? It is. It just says Jasmine Seacrest. She related to Ryan? I mean, there is a similar. <laughs> just kidding. Also, um, everybody has also been talking about McKinley's mom and how she's possibly a closet racist and such. Well, a family member has hopped on the old Twitter and defending Mama McKinley. Uh, the family member said, we aren't from the South. We live in Flint, Michigan. There was more to the conversation that was aired. Than what was aired. Pared it down to make us think what we think. Which I don't think because this week's episode just showed me I said on Twitter like she just seems to be a bitchy person period like I don't feel like her attitude sees a race at all I think she's like that to everybody <laughs> she's an asshole she's just a general asshole yeah, yeah. <laughs> an equal opportunity asshole yep nobody was gonna be good enough for him yeah that was my grandpa he just hated everybody <laughs> some people are like that uh, the family member hopped on another Twitter thread um the person said it must have been racism in the air at Dominique and McKinley's wedding for them to be having a race conversation at length. Tennessee certainly is racist, but this has me wondering if something happened. Family member jumped in and says, we are from Flint, Michigan. And the conversations were prompted by producers and edited for drama. The convo lasted much longer than what was showed. So there's that. I wonder why now, though. Why now what? Why the producers are driving this storyline. Like, we've seen interracial couples on this show before, and it was never brought up to, like, this extent. Have so why are they it pushing it? In the it? South. Atlanta. Oh, was there... Who was Dallas. The, who was the interracial? Ryan and... Uh, oh, Clara. That's, that's right. But Clara asked for a racially ambiguous person. McKinley was already scared because he did was not specific enough as to who he was attracted to. However, if your chisme is correct, they had pictures of his exes and just assume Dominique would be okay in that equation, looks-wise. Because so, she's ambiguous herself. Yeah. So, I don't know. A little strange, I agree. Um, next, I have, I got this one from Facebook. The Book of Faces. The Book of Faces. Uh -huh. In a group, in a group just for Married at First Sight, um, a bridesmaid of Kirsten hopped on and said, <laughs> Kirsten kissed Shaquille, Kirsten kissed Shaquille, Kirsten kissed Shaquille, Kirsten kissed Shaquille. Again, Kirsten kissed Shaquille at the reception and no, you will not see it aired. Yes, I was there. Yes, I'm a bridesmaid. Editors got y'all on spin cycle. It's hilarious to see people speak so strong and so wrong. Okay. Tongue twister. I know that was hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> but so you talked about the NDA. That's why I brought this up. Mm -hmm. um, so you, you talked about the NDA um, and how much it is for the actual cast members. But I wonder how much it is for or if there is a penalty for the guests. You know, um, I have a friend who was on, what was it? Love, Love is, is Blind. Blind. And not, a I know the participant, but I the friend was just like a background character and he had to sign an NDA. He didn't keep it, but um, he wasn't shouting it out from the rooftops either. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It wasn't like he got on the book of face and started doing all these things, but he did tell us things. I still haven't watched that. It's not that great. It actually gets very boring in the middle. Just watch the first two episodes and the last two episodes. You'll be fine. Yeah. So what is the penalty for guests secondary characters when they don't follow through with their NDA. I don't know. Publicly. Publicly. Like, it's one thing to say, oh, let me go tell my mom or something like that. But for you to go online and do this, I mean, that I would think that qualifies as you not keeping up with this. So, I don't know. And I don't even know how they can, like, even enforce it. Like, I could say I went to one of these weddings and post whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then what do you do? Like, okay, you... Went against the NDA. Give us $10,000. I don't have $10,000 to give you. Sorry. What do you do? Payment plan? That's weird. 
you go jail now. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, we're talking about the spoiler we talked about last week. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. So the rumor is that Dominique and McKinley don't make it. Now, to go further on this rumor, it turns out that they don't even move in together. They don't make it to their apartment, their neutral apartment. So after the honeymoon, it is over. So as uh, a Chismosa sent us the the episodes coming up, there's like four episodes of Honeymoon. <laughs> so we will at least see them for four episodes. Um, but after that, yeah, they're not going to make it. Interesting. And there was a Reddit detective who noticed some continuity stuff as far as their clothes like the clothes that they have on at the airport or something like leaving jamaica are the same clothes they have on in that scene where we see pastor pastor cal saying you lied and whatever his spiel is Hmm. so it seems like that and it's or they have on the same outfits in that scene as they do when we see dominique walking down the hallway with that box Mm mm-hmm so all of that is all at the same time, the same mm. day. Unless they're like Nicole, who, I don't know, why was she wearing the same outfit to the airport that she wore to brunch? I don't know. You think with $90,000 worth of store debt, she could have bought an outfit Dang. or two. Just saying. That's cool. I mean, <laughs> I didn't tell you to wear the same thing twice on TV. This is true. This is true. Both day and night, because then she wear the same pajamas too. Yeah, she wore the same pajamas. Red flags. Watch out, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Next, um, this was just a comment that somebody brought up. And I saw it before watching a little bit. I didn't watch all of After Party. That didn't happen. But people are sensing that there's some chemistry between Eris and Dominique. So could this be part of the breakup? I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't put it past him. Or her. (laughs) And this next one, I really want to know more about because it sounds really juicy. Um, Hopefully, Lindsay goes off again and I can actually pay attention a little harder. If she can go in more detail, that'd be great. So this one's about Lindsay and Mark the Shark. Now, you talked about how Mark the Shark is renovating everything. You don't know how he has the money. Agreed. How does he have the money? Because he works at Starbucks. Um, We already know from Lindsay in the season saying, like, he doesn't have much money save because he was out of work and yada yada um he could have i guess got a heloc uh got some sort of loan against the house maybe right but Lindsay did not appreciate mark i don't and i didn't see this mark apparently got online and was bashing Lindsay for this that and the other so Lindsay came back and said 18 months later missed calls due to owed taxes so i guess mark owes on some taxes and the man's still trying to make a buck off of bashing me in spite of thanking me for all i did for him and his mom uh, him, his mom and grandma a few weeks ago so to me that translates to he asked Lindsay for money she gave it over because she felt sympathetic towards the situation and he's just going online and still bashing her why about what to who i have no idea all he ever fucking posts is him on the damn stairmaster but you know he loves a he loves the attention so i don't and he wants to stay relevant so i could see this i could 100 percent see this and man i cannot imagine an ex calling his ex who's in a serious relationship with someone else has their own shit going on. Halfway across the country. That too. And asking for money. I mean, I understand being desperate. Don't get me wrong. Like when things happen, you kind of see where it's at. But like, really? How do you have all this money for this house? But you don't have this money for... And I'm just assuming it's about money because that's what it's implying, right? So just fishy. But I want to know more. I never click on these stories. And now I'm going to start clicking on them. (laughs) So if y'all know more about that, let me know. Lindsay Collar. Yes, give us all the tea. But yeah, that's all I have. Pretty good. Nice. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Um, if you have any cheese mate, go ahead and send it to us on Instagram. We are at Cheese Queens Podcast, and on Twitter, we are at Cheese Queens. Igby always live tweets the episode every Wednesday, and it's always a party there. It is. <laughs> we be cutting up over there. <laughs> Also, if you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. It helps other chismosas find us. And subscribe, even if you're not going to ever listen again. Just subscribe. It doesn't hurt anybody. It takes two seconds. This is And true. helps us out. 
All right, let's get into this episode, Married at First Sight, Season 16, Episode 4. Igby, hit me with a title. Honeymoon Hiccups. Uh-uh. Even though we didn't really get to the honeymoon, they landed. <laughs> And went upstairs and that was the end of the episode. The end. All right. Let's start off. How about we start off with Nicole and Chris? There was some stuff. That was a lot. Yeah, there was a lot going on here at one particular part. Um, We start off with them morning after. They're in bed. They are, I think they're having breakfast. Yeah. And they were talking about dog hair and how they all both have a bunch of dog hair all over the place. Because they have their hairy dogs, I guess. Um, I have a dog and I do not have dog hair everywhere. Well, he has like two big 90-pound dogs and we saw her dog. Yeah, and they sleep in the bed. Yeah, my dog does not sleep in the bed. My dog, actually, and she prefers bed. I think one time my husband tried to put her in the bed and she's like, what is this? No. Sound of space. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, they are um, just enjoying the moment. The two seem really into each other. Um, they talk. They start talking about um, sharing food and if that's an issue. Um, Nicole brings up that it actually brings out big fights in other couples. So she wonders what their big fight is. Who used to do this? They're like, I wonder what our what we're gonna fight about. What's our first fight? What was Noi. it? Noi, yeah. Um, but yeah, she thinks it's gonna be about being late because she's always late and he's always prompt. So maybe, maybe that. And he's just swooning. He is got the puppy eyes and everything he he likes to compliment her and tells her that he likes her natural beauty that she woke up and he was just in awe that how she looks so she (laughs) she has this itm um where she says that it really makes her he makes her feel special more than anyone has ever had in her life she's she's just in tea like getting teary she's just she's eating it up she loves it so sad these two are gonna make it They're exactly what each other needs. Somebody, he wants to love someone so hard and she wants to be loved. I was going to say, she's a thirst thirst bucket and he's mm-hmm. just like a sprinkler. <laughs> filling it up. So then we get to the meeting of the parents. He's meeting with her parents and stepdad. Um, and man, the dad just hates this so much. <laughs> so, so much. He tells them that he's a straightforward guy. He doesn't play games. And they, you know, hit him with the questions. Are you ready to be a husband? Are you committed to making this happen? And, you know, he says the right things. But of course, they're like, I don't care what you're saying. We'll have to see. Right. Um, The dad even goes as far as to say that in an ITM, he's a a nice guy. But serial serial killers are normally nice guys. So it's like, okay. Who on production came up with this line? Because they keep saying it. don't know like we get it Dahmer was a hit last year all right lay off we got it um Chris still continues and he says that he's very serious about this he's in it for the right reasons and the dad says actions speak louder the words so we'll see um on the opposite end of the spectrum she's meeting with his parents and his brother and she wants to know everything and they seem very excited about this but they're trying to point out you know, how it seems like Chris is really sensitive. Um, the mother says that he's a nurturing guy. And Nicole says she's she can already tell that he's that guy because he she feels all, all the things that the mother is describing. And the brother says that Chris gets consumed with relationships. So to me, that means he gets obsessive. What was up with the brother? I. What do you mean? He seems like an interesting character. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? He had an interesting look. Oh, well, yeah. What is this? (laughs) What are you doing here? I don't know. I guess I didn't pay attention too much on that. Um, Yeah, but that's interesting. So, yeah, to me, that means he's been the obsessive one, the one who doesn't let you have space, it sounds like. He wants to do everything together and won't understand where you're going. He wants to know where you're going, what time, da-da-da-da. Call me when you get there. That might be that guy. But... We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, she does say that she comes and goes how she likes. Um, she's going to encourage him to have his own life. So we'll see how that goes. Um, the mom then interjects and says it's about trust. Um, and, you know, it goes both ways. So hopefully y'all can develop that. And the dad says that Chris has been waiting for a good relationship for a long time. The brother then jumps in and he says that he's concerned that if it doesn't work out, that Chris is going to take it really hard really personal 
and it's going to hurt his confidence big time. And the dad is like, do us a favor. If it's not going to work out, don't drag it out. Don't drag it out. It's like, damn. Uh, I have to because I don't have $50,000 to pay. Right. It has to get dragged out at least the eight weeks. (laughs) And then we get the honeymoon basket. It arrives at the door when they're back into their room. She asks Chris if they're going to have sex on their honeymoon. And he's yeah, he's like, uh, sure. I mean, if it happens, it happens. What is he going to say? No. <laughs> She's giving desperate and that's not a good look at all. He doesn't care. Like, he's like, he, he's into it. She's so ready. It's going to be popping first night. <laughs> um, then the next time we see them by themselves, uh, they are in their room in Jamaica. They start talking about when the last time they were on vacation nicole says it's been a long time for her and then chris brings up that the last time he was on vacation with a woman it felt like it was with a stranger but he didn't really clarify with if it was with a girlfriend like that's what i assumed i assume that too but like why would you um why would you go on vacation with someone who you had no intentions of being intimate with with holding hands with talking to like it sounded very strange why would you go on the vacation at all on the women's part like it's free like yes but then you had it with this person like that doesn't make any sense it doesn't anyway. sound like she gave a shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> So she says she likes that he share. Uh, Nicole in the ITM says that she likes that he shares his feelings very freely, and that's a first for her. Usually in relationships, she shares her feelings and kind of drags out the other person's feelings. So um, this is refreshing. She has. Um, she tells him that she has vacation anxiety because this is when she can really be herself, and she's worried that. When she travels with somebody, they won't like the real her. And he kind of presses her on that. And she says that, you know, just her being her, her normal qualities and being alone with this person for several days, will they still like her at the end? Um, He then asks if she's had any horrible relationships or past, you know, things that have happened to her. And then she brings up her first relationship and the fact that it was very toxic. The person told her that she is basically not worthy of any love that she is lucky to be with that person he at one point asked if she loved him she would let him burn a cigarette in her arm and she let him hold on it's my dad so she says the cigarette burn is like a constant reminder that the past is there every relationship that she's in she would tell herself that she's not worthy so she has to prove that she's good enough for this relationship But now, you know, maybe she's gotten some therapy. I don't know. She didn't say that. But she has made changes and she thinks it's changes for the better and she knows her worth. So Chris is very sympathetic to all of this, of course. And he tells her that she should never have to change for a person to like her. Her past matters to him. It's nothing that he can change, but he it tells her a lot. I'm sorry. It tells him a lot uh, about what she's been through. She doesn't share this with a lot of people and it feels good that they can both be themselves up front. In an ITM, he says that he admires her strength and her courage. He'll never take that for granted. His message to her exes is that it's their loss and his gain. He's happy to be her husband and he feels like he know he knows her his whole life. Even he has known her his whole life, even though it's only been like three days. That was a lot. That was a lot. Very okay. interesting. I'm curious to see how because you know, that's only the tip of the iceberg. We'll see how this plays out and how it affects her relationship with Chris and how he takes it. I'm surprised if she doesn't normally share this kind of thing, she would share it on national TV. Um, but I don't know, maybe for awareness. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, that is really brave of her to share. So hopefully, she is just doing it with the intention of helping others. Super brave. All right, let's move to the next couple. Um, you want to do what do you want to do? Kirsten and Shaquille or Dominique and McKinley? Dominique and McKinley. Okay. So when we get back to them, it's still the night of the wedding. They're in the hotel and enjoying some champagne. And they're basically just having small talk on the little couch there. Dominic is asking McKinley if he snores. And he says he doesn't think so, but he might talk though. (laughs) Like someone Mm. we know named Igby who talks a lot in her sleep. Sometimes not in English. (laughs) 
I really enjoy those clips you send me. They're hilarious. It's so strange because I just have no idea what I could be talking about or why. Or rapping about. <laughs> I don't even think that was a rap. I really think I was just, I felt guilty about eating candy. But it and rhymed. I was trying to justify it. <laughs> it <laughs> that rhymed, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't regular chocolate. It was dark chocolate. So it's not that sweet. Like full on sentences. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> Dom says that she doesn't snore or anything, but she does tend to toss and turn. And she tells him that she brought her body pillow with her. Every honeymoon needs a body pillow. I guess they're going to have a pillow dam like Bao and Johnny. But actually, she's considered, she doesn't put the pillow between them. She puts it on the other side of the bed. Uh, at this point, she wants to get ready for bed and ask for help with the dress, which he does. He says that he's very attracted to his wife. He thinks that she's incredibly gorgeous and sexy. He's very satisfied with not only her physical appearance, but in the time that they've had to chat, um, you know, he's liking her personality. He's excited and he's going to be a gentleman and see what happens. So then they cut to Dominique in the bathroom while she's washing her face and all that. And she says that she's actually not nervous to get into bed with McKinley. She's not trying to force anything or rush things. She's going to let it happen as it happens. So McKinley is hoping to cuddle despite the body pillow. <laughs> and uh, basically they kind of laugh about it and cut out the lights and like get under the sheets like giggling like little kids uh so then the next scene we see is the morning and they're basically pillow talking uh mckinley says they've had some cuddles and kisses everything felt natural but they did not have sex mckinley says that they were both exhausted and ultimately it was going to be dominique's decision whether they consummated the marriage or not so it was whatever he says that they're getting or she says that they're getting along great He's so nice and sweet and very thoughtful. She thinks that they have a connection and she can't wait to see where it goes. So uh, this is while they're having breakfast. They're talking a little bit more. Uh, McKinley asks about cooking and Dominic says, you know, I can do a little something, something. And uh, he's, she says like she can make a lemon pepper salmon or like ziti and that she has a whole fridge or freezer full of catfish that she caught and processed herself. <laughs> McKinley says he's never had any of that. Specifically, he definitely has not had catfish. What? <laughs> what do you mean? Ever? He they not do that like in Michigan? Mac and cheese and Doritos. Like <laughs> hot dish? Yeah. What the hell even is that? Ugh, I don't know. Arby's? He seems Ugh. like an Arby's guy. <laughs> you know what? Um, let me not shit on Arby's. <laughs> Arby's have good mozzarella sticks and fries. Their fries are good. But that's all I'm eating there. I once had to do a promotion at all the Arby's in San Antonio. And every time I went, they offered me, since I was there for hours, if I wanted a free meal. I was like, no, I'll just have some fries. <laughs> Fruit is gross. <laughs> they have the meats, bro. Unless they want to sponsor us. Oh, for this sponsorship. <laughs> but only cash, not gift cards. <laughs> but anyway, she says that she's at heart a country girl. And she doesn't mind getting her hands dirty. So she hopes that McKinley is the same way. I doubt it because of the way he acts later. Um, well, he does construction. That's <laughs> okay. Giving me the side eye. <laughs> so now we're going to meet the families. Uh, McKinley, they sent McKinley to the auntie table. It's Dominique's actual aunt, uh, her mom and her grandma. Like I'm like, oh, they send him up. Not him yep. with these older black ladies. <laughs> They're not going to be with the shits probably um but when he first sits down they're kind of talking about how they are all feeling Dominique's mom says that she's still a little bit nervous but it's fine and McKinley says that he feels good he's just looking forward to getting to know more about Dominique and hopefully they can give him some advice or some tricks and tips because that would be great and mom says yeah no we're not gonna do that what we're gonna talk about is how you're white <laughs> and we're not and what's that <laughs> gonna be like uh well first they start off asking him about, they try to ease into it by saying, oh, you know, what was your dating history like? Have you ever been engaged before or anything? And he's like, no. Uh, he tells her family that he's had a couple serious relationships. In his 20s, you know, he was kind of a rolling stone. He wasn't looking to settle down. And then in his 30s, he turned his focus more to his career. And now we're where we are now. Interesting. He left out the whole story about his cheating ex-girlfriend of years and such. And the world's wildest sentence. <laughs> My girlfriend got engaged while we were still together. <laughs> what? What you mean? To somebody else? <laughs> huh? It's so cold. Uh, uh, but then he says that, you know, now he's ready to settle down. He's looking for the real deal. And 
they ask him about the race thing. And McKinley says, well, you know, I've been on some dates with black women. Normally I date white or Latina ladies, uh, but I just never had luck on that side of things. And Dominique's aunt says that they're asking him these questions because they need to know if there's something they need to worry about. Uh, They know Dominique is used to this kind of thing, but it might be a new challenge for McKinley. So they want to make sure that he understands kind of what he's getting into. Yeah. But like I said before, she's pretty racially ambiguous. I don't see it being like a shocking like head turner or anything. And even yeah, if she wasn't, I don't think it'd be that. And looks wise, he seems pretty attracted to her. Like he hasn't really done anything where he's like, I know I don't want to like, like snubbed her one way or yeah. another. So when Dominique is meeting with McKinley's family, she's really concerned about winning them over. As we saw in the last episode, they are not with this process at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, so she says she knows she has to be an open book she's ready to answer any questions that they have to make sure that they know he's in good hands now so they ask if she's had time to talk with mac and she says yes but they haven't really talked as much as she'd like because it's been obviously a pretty busy 24 hours yeah Uh, dominique tells mckinley's family that they said he was going to be shy, but she didn't see that. Actually, he's been sassy. <laughs> Stop calling that man sassy. <laughs> Why? Why that specific word has been said in every episode by different people? <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Uh, but she says her expectations have been highly exceeded. <laughs> and this is when, you know, Mama McKinley is like, well, I both, I think you're both stupid and this is nuts and it's the worst <laughs> idea anybody's ever had. And... It's never going to work. And after she says that, there's like a long, awkward silence, which Dominique breaks by saying, it's getting a little warm in here. (laughs) And then it like cuts to an interview where McKinley's mom is saying that at this point, they just have to have hope because they can't say whether or not they're going to make it because they just met her like five minutes ago. So Mm. Uh, Dominique also confesses that it would be tough if McKinley asked her to move back to Michigan. You know, they let her know that he's just got here to Nashville and all of this is new to him so what would it be like if he wanted to go back and she says that it would be rough because she likes being near her mom who is her best friend and you know this is where she grew up like she not isn't really interested in relocating so the last little bit we get of them is we see a clip of them on the plane where McKinley is complaining about their seats. He says that they have the worst seats on the plane because they're in the very back, near the bathrooms. He has a middle seat and that gives him anxiety. And this is why he never flies coach. He flies first class because there is no middle seat. So he's bitching and complaining. You know what they say, you see a person's true colors when you travel together. So this Mm -hmm. is very interesting. The sass is coming out. He's too good (laughs) to sit in the back. Lifetime can't afford first class tickets. No, not for them. (laughs) But to my understanding, he like fucked up the flights Hmm. because of this. Like he was trying to upgrade their tickets and something happened where they ended up like not having tickets at all. And so then it was like a last minute scramble trying to even get them on this flight. Hmm. All because he was being an ass. Yeah. So I guess they are kind of up. It's up to them to book these flights, maybe, because even Eris was like, I'm pre-checked. How come you're not pre-checked? Because she didn't sign up for pre-check. What do you mean? No, I mean, like, so they're doing their own thing is what I'm saying. No, that's not. She signed up for. No, no. Pre-check is where you don't have to go through TSA. Yeah, but don't you do that online, right? You sign up for it online. Not like every flight. You sign up for it once and you have it for a certain amount of time got you got you got you i don't know i get southwest (laughs) there's only one class (laughs) and no assigned seat this is true it's a free for all (laughs) i'm in the clear line okay (laughs) uh so yeah i was like oh this is not looking good I was like, please don't have like, uh, it seems like the last few seasons, somebody's freaked out at the airport or on the plane. I was like, oh no. Or the bus. Yeah. So, luckily it was, wasn't too bad, but uh, I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. He is a little sassy. <laughs> but yeah, that was oh, him. Okay. Uh, let's go to Jasmine and Eris. Uh, we see them on their wedding night. They're both kind of reflecting on the day. 
um, and how they enjoyed it and are surprised with each other. Um, he helps her with all the buttons because she's got all the buttons on the dress. In the bathroom, she's saying she's feeling really vulnerable because she's looking like a Barbie right now. And now she has to strip down to, you know, her actual face. Um, she still does look done up, though. I was getting ready to say she, she didn't do that. Go though. all the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll yeah. take off my lashes and like <laughs> maybe a little bit of the eyeliner, but that's about it. I don't know. Her eyelashes still looked huge. <laughs> As a pageant person, she probably does have like permanent. Yeah. Um, okay. She took her lipstick off and took some pins out of her hair. Mm-hmm. And well, he's exhausted and he's hoping that she's exhausted too because he wants to go to sleep. I was like talking all that shit. You uh-huh. was talking all that shit and you can't even stay up long enough for her to come out of the bathroom. He's like, I Dog. can muster up the energy, I guess. <laughs> to get topped off? You're not doing right. anything. <laughs> oh, what a and, dumbass. Uh, she comes out of the bathroom. She got a little cute wedding look in her lingerie. Um, she did it right. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he tells everybody to leave. And that's the end of that scene. We do see them the morning after with the fake wake up. Eris has the worst fake wake up I've ever seen. It looked like when my two year old pretends to sleep. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's terrible. That's the worst one I've ever seen. Um, you know, she, she says she's surprised he's still there. So and then he always brings up his cuddle game. I think I've heard him asking about his cuddle game like three times uh then they have some breakfast in bed he comments on her swine and how he misses bacon he hasn't really commented on why he's cut out all these things but mm. the swine comment very much gave third eye it's giving dr umar i know you don't know what i'm talking about Mm -mm, but people listening do okay (laughs) very woke very conscious oh okay you'll have to send me things you don't want them oh okay Um, and then they just start talking about meeting each other's family and then skip to that. He's meeting with her parents and her brother. They right off the bat bring up that he's missed out on having a sibling, being an only child and not having to fight for the bathroom. And the brother's like, you're going to have to fight for the bathroom now because don't think that Jasmine does not want priority in that bathroom. <laughs> He then asks about her organization. The dad gives kind of a weird generic thing that says, like, it depends. Cheerleading, she's very organized. Everything else, maybe not so much. Um, The mom kind of jumps in and says that the first year is just about learning. So they just got to, you know, grow with each other. The dad continues and says that he's counting on him to take over because he's always been, you know, the man of the relationship, her protector. And now it's his job. So he needs to step it up. But it wasn't really awkward or weird. Um, they seem to genuinely like the situation uh, or at least support. They want to be supportive parents. So, yeah. And then we get to the other part. <laughs> so Jasmine is meeting with his mom and his two cousins, including Felina, who is just so freaking rude. Let it go, bitch. It's done. This is happening. Either get on board or stop showing up. This is so annoying. She's so rude. Like the Why first thing. Why is she going to show her terrible fashions? <laughs> she looks terrible. On top of it. Like you're ugly on the outside and the inside. Right? There you go. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. The first thing she says is, I think it's crazy. It's like, okay, you've already established this. We all know how you feel. Shut Now I said on Twitter, at this point, me and her, we just going to have to fight. We just. Right? We, that's. Somebody's going to catch the fade because we're not doing this at every family function at Mm -hmm. every. Yeah. No, you're not going to be subbing me like over and over and over again and thinking it's cute and funny. No. Yeah. And it's not like um, Jasmine at this point can't do anything. Right. She doesn't like her answer. She doesn't like the situation. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. She even laughs in her ITM just because they refer to Jasmine as his wife. Like so freaking rude but big hater energy yeah i mean she does know her cousin so she knows how this is gonna play off maybe but boyfriend (laughs) wouldn't that be something jeez giving big becky vibes from last season right um so they ask why she's ready why jasmine is ready for this this whole adventure jasmine says that she's just ready because everything is in place her career her house her whole situation's in place all she wants is her person they then ask if she's ever lived with a man and she says yes that her ex 
um, they, you know, they live together. And that was only seven months ago. I agree with him. That's pretty fresh. Yeah. So, but again. I wonder how, I wonder how long they were together. Yeah. That would have been my follow-up question. Because that definitely makes a difference. Yeah. Um, but again, is this Jasmine's fault? Being on the show or the expert's fault knowing that it's only been seven months? I don't know. So Felina then asks if she's done with that whole situation. And Jasmine says that, you know, in the breakup process, the actual breaking up is just a timestamp because you've already mentally, physically are already done with the whole situation before you even break up. And Felina was like, oh, you, she is a pageant sister. So she doesn't like her answer. Um, they basically, basically just calling her fake mm-hmm. that you've had these answers are they're rehearsed and she doesn't like it. And then at the end, she says, Felina says that she's just going to pray that it works out. Like that's the equivalent of us saying, bless your heart. Cause you need it. <laughs> <laughs> so very awkward. I felt really bad for Jasmine. So the next scene we see them chatting after the family meetup. And Jasmine just puts it all out there saying that his family is very protective of him, especially Felina. She tells him all about his cousin. And I really do feel he's not surprised at all. But I do feel like her attitude is she has a really good uh, uh, attitude about the whole situation. Because if it was me, I'd be telling every detail, you know, this is what she said. And this is what she said. (laughs) I'd be hot. I'd be pissed. I don't Um, like that bitch. Right? No, but she she has a really good attitude about the whole thing. And she says that she feels authentic within herself. So it really doesn't matter what Felina says in the end. Um, Again, he's not surprised about his cousin. He hopes that their relationship gets better over time. But again, we'll see. He says that in the end, they do have support with everyone else. So it really doesn't matter what Felina says or does. And Jasmine says at the end of the day, it's just us and our marriage. So that's what's really important. And then she leaves and gets her braids done. They look beautiful. And there's one thing that, we're going to do before vacation is get some braids. That's right. <laughs> uh, next, their honeymoon basket arrives. They're both very excited. So the next time we see them, they're um, meeting up with everybody. And I only included this in Jasmine and Eris's part because Eris makes the comment of. He says it's going to be like hot and steamy. Yeah, spicy. It's spicy. Yeah. And then Clint said he was <laughs> frothing at the mouth. <laughs> so that happens. And then when we see Jasmine and Eris again, they're already in their rooms in Jamaica. And this fool gets into the jacuzzi tub and he wants Jasmine to feed him grapes. And at first she thinks he's joking, but he's not joking. He wants her to feed him grapes. And then her dumbass does it. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Absolutely not. He says, I feel like a king. And then she says, you are a king. Absolutely not. Absolutely (laughs) not. Is he making you feel like a queen? No, it looks like he's making you look like a slave. Fuck Mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. You should have never done that. This is the same guy who said, get on your knees. So it's giving me those those vibes. She's gassing him way too much. And I do not like it because he's going to make her look stupid. Well, and then also he's... He's doing this, and then he brought up the spice factor, even though he was so tired, right? The night before, he didn't even try, even though she got the look like she was ready, right? Um, But in the previews for next time, he's, like, asking her favorite sexual positions. When she generally asks, what do you want to know about me? That's the first thing you ask? Like, ridiculous. Are you, like, 19? What are are we doing? Yeah. 40-year-old man. Let's remember that. 40-year-old man. Absolutely crazy. All right. But that's all I have on them. Do you want to go ahead and do uh, Kirsten and Shaquille? All right. So when we see them, uh, again, it's the night before the, well, it's the night of the wedding and they're coming into the bedroom. Um, You know, Shaquille is carrying her over the threshold and Kirsten says that they've had a great time at the wedding and that it was a very joyful moment for them and for their families. Shaquille says it was picture perfect to him. He says that her beauty made him speechless, which she, I mean, we've said it time and time again. She looked amazing. She does. And, you know, he really wants this marriage to work and he wants to do everything he can to make sure that it works. And, you know, they're sitting together and they're talking a little bit and he's telling her all of this and she's sitting in his lap, which I thought was interesting. And, you know, he says what he says. 
And she like sighs, like a deep sigh, like, (sighs) it's a lot. And he's like, uh, why did you do this? (laughs) And she's just like, you know, I'm just taking it all in. It's a lot. I want to continue to get to know you. I want to know what makes you happy and what makes you sad and blah, blah, blah. But we're just going to take time. We're definitely going to do that. And as if the moment wasn't awkward enough, then he blurts out like, can I get a kiss or no? And she looks at him for a second and, you know, says, you're going to have to wait. And he's like, whatever. I respect that. Okay, fine. Get it. (laughs) So at this point, uh, she asks for help out of her dress so she can get ready for bed. And we, once she goes into the bathroom, we get a voiceover where she says that she doesn't want to kiss him because a kiss can lead to intimacy or sex. It's too early and she'd prefer to take things slow. Uh, allow them to have time to really get to know each other she wants to make sure that they have chemistry and an emotional connection before they move forward in that department Uh, Shaquille says that he respects Kirsten for her boundaries and he understands they are strangers after all so he gets it so then we see her come out of the bathroom and she's got her feathery robe as predicted I got one (laughs) (laughs) I was wrong Shaquille did not have his TLC uh, creep (laughs) silk pajamas on look like a normal person we still have honeymoon maybe it'll come out maybe (laughs) can we get an all linen outfit at some point (laughs) i would like to see it um but oh also i thought it was weird that she like slept in the robe like we never saw what was under it she Hmm. went to bed with it on and woke up with it on do you think she regretted her choice like um she got some sexy lingerie was not feeling him and felt like she wanted to cover up the entire night. Mm-hmm. That's my theory. Because I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, that's strange. Maybe. She thought she was going to get man of her dreams at the altar. And she did not. <laughs> he's nice, though. I'm not saying anything. He's just, he's nice. So we see them the next day waking up. And she says she's still a little sleepy. Apparently, they talk themselves to sleep. Kirsten says she was trying to pay attention. But she was just <laughs> so tired that literally she fell asleep to his voice. Oh, um, well, that could be it, too. She didn't take off her robe because... She just fell asleep? Yeah. But why did you wear it into the bed in the first place? Yeah, I don't don't know. (laughs) Uh, She says that she feels comfortable being in bed with him. You know, it's fine. Uh, She reveals that they did not have sex. Shocker. Uh, But she does say that she had fun dancing with him at the wedding the night before. She doesn't feel like they're strangers at all. And Shaquille says he feels like their dynamic is a Cinderella story. Where you're like so pleased with the outcome at the end. But this is just the beginning and all this flowery stuff. Hmm. So then they start talking about their nighttime routines. And I said, oh, here here comes the trolls. <laughs> and Shaquille started talking about how he loves teeth and loves brushing his teeth. And wanted to be a dentist. And teeth are so amazing to him. And Kirsten says, yeah, brushing your teeth is cool. I mean, I try to do it before I go to bed. But sometimes I don't. You know, just like you don't take out your contacts sometimes. Sometimes I don't hit that Colgate at 10 p.m. I always take off my contacts. I don't. Oh. On the rare occasion, I do wear them. Well, I don't wear them I was like, often. you don't wear them. I was like, you wear your glasses all the time. <laughs> That's right. Uh, okay, so then at this point, this is when they sit down with the families. Kirsten is meeting with Shaquille's friend and his uncle, and she tells them that they've had great conversations so far and that she wants to be a very supportive and understanding wife because they talk about his schedule um, and how busy he is. And she says that she wants to be a priority to him. She doesn't want their relationship to kind of fall to the side because he's involved in so much other stuff. Yeah. Um, So she, like she said, she wants to be supportive and understanding, but she doesn't want that to stand in the way, I guess. Yeah. She also doesn't want to be taken for granted, probably. Right. But it seemed like she had a lot going on too, but... Yeah. I don't know. So then we see Shaquille with Kirsten's cousin, and she says that Kirsten was very intentional about the process like she really wants to be married she wants to have kids start a family all that kind of stuff so they want to make sure that he's also invested and he says that he didn't really seek out this opportunity but it fell into his lap basically he said you know he saw the promo information and all that and it wasn't something he was interested in but it kept coming up and kept coming up and kept coming up so he's like okay you're giving the universe is giving you the sign so take it and he says that, well, they warn him that things might, the dynamic might change after the honeymoon. She may want to take things pretty slow. So he needs to be prepared for that. They say that she's going to be slow to open up, but she'll blossom if he takes the driver's seat 
in the relationship, basically. And he Mm -hmm. shows up for her. So after that, they get back together in the hotel room and discuss how things went. Shaq says that, well, he talks about being the strong person in his family. He says he's always kind of had a guard up. People see all the good things that are going on, but they don't really know what it's like when you're going home every night and you're alone and by yourself. And Kirsten says that, well, she asked him why he's never shared that with his family because she struggles with that too. And at this point, they kind of determine that maybe this is something that they will both need to work on. And um, they promised that they'll be very open and communicative and transparent with each other. Kirsten says that she doesn't want Shaquille to hide his emotions because he's trying to be, you know, the strong man. Like, it's okay. So this is when they get the honeymoon basket and Shaquille has to break his (laughs) big news that we know he's still in school and he actually has a research conference that weekend and he has to do a presentation. So they're not going to Jamaica the next day. They're actually going to beautiful Jackson, Mississippi (laughs) so that he can give this presentation, which could you imagine? You think you're going to Jamaica and then you're going to Jackson, Mississippi. Mm -mm. Now, I don't know a lot about Jackson, Mississippi. All I, the point of reference I have is the own reality TV show, The Bell Collective. All I know is Fair Street. (laughs) It's just country. (laughs) And she's not even getting that. Like she's just going to sit in a hotel the whole time. I know she could at least go and do things. Like, she doesn't have to be stuck in a hotel. Go call an Uber. Go do something. I don't know why she didn't just go to Jamaica by herself. That too. Absolutely. See you Sunday. Okay. (laughs) Why do I have to go to your boring thing Mm -hmm. and stay pinned up in a room all day? You wasted my vacation day. I could have went to work. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, she basically is pissed off. I mean... Now she has to shorten her vacation and she tells him he's going to have a lot of making up to do. And he jokes that she can just add it to his bill. And then the only other thing we see after that is we do see a little clip of her like being like, well, here in the hotel. (laughs) Having so much fun. Waiting for him to come home. Yep. (laughs) And that's them for the episode. Okay. All right. Let's go to the last couple, Gina and Clint. Big mouth and the caveman. Yup. So we see them on wedding night. They're both reflecting on the day. Their families got along really well. There was absolutely no awkwardness at all. And Clint was like, yeah, I was expecting worst case scenario. This was going to go really bad. But this is actually best case scenario. So they're both pretty happy. Um, The music is very sexy and funny to me. (laughs) I was like, what is going on with this music in the background? Those two words don't usually go together. I know. I was literally laughing out loud. I was like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) Um, Clint does say he's attracted to his wife. Um, He's ready to go if if she's ready. Um, And she does say that he's a 12 out of 10 babe, which is interesting. Where? I I don't know. I don't know. Um, But they both seem really into each other. So... I'm very curious as to what happens on the honeymoon. Because they do fight on the honeymoon. We do know this. Mm-hmm. Um, so morning after, uh, spoiler alert, they did not have sex. He says he really wanted to. But if his kids, you know, if they have kids and they want to watch how their parents met, he doesn't want them to think that he's like the horn dog and banged their mom on the first night. Um, so I guess that was the reasoning. Probably not. Definitely uh, not. <laughs> He, uh, oh, she asks him about his routine. Um, he says generally he wakes up at 5.30, 6 in the morning, ready to go, full of energy. And she says that she's exactly the same, which is very impressive to me. I do not understand a morning person. Um, she, uh, <laughs> I thought to myself, is he on cocaine? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that amount of energy. Because he seems like he has energy all the time. So he's taking something. Um, she said she left her work phone at home and that's a big step for her. She's trying to let go of some control. She wants to be a good leader and to be a good leader, she does not want to be stretched thin. Um, next we see them with their, you know, they're meeting the family, right? So he's meeting with her brother and sister-in-law and she's meeting his friends and his father and his father looks like the friends, like they're all the same age. (laughs) Uh, Um... You know, 
she says that she's not attracted to light-haired men, ginger. She usually goes for strong, dark, and handsome. Um, but she's attracted to his personality. So here's the first little inkling of she's not that into him here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is surprising to me because she just called him a 12 out of 10 babe. So she's trying to psych herself out. I guess so. Or, you know, maybe she just spent the night with him and I was like, mm, maybe not. Um, he knows. Uh, oh, and then they kind of cut back to Clint with the with her brother and sister-in-law. He says that he knows that they'll run into conflict eventually. Um, they're just going to have to figure it out. They do an ITM with the sister-in-law. She's like, I've already seen the red flag. It's just that they're both very similar. So what's going to happen there? She doesn't know, but she thinks that's a definite red flag. Um, her brother says that you know, Gina does not have a lot of free time and he's worried how they are going to find time for each other because he also sounds very, very busy. Clint says that they just have to figure it out and talk about how they will manage their very full lives. Um, then the honeymoon basket arrives. They're very excited. She thinks, is this the Bahamas? Are they going to the Bahamas? She doesn't know the flag. And she realizes she looks stupid. She's like, yeah, I need to go take some geography classes. <laughs> But that's it. That's all for them. They had a very short um, segment. Mm. I'm excited for the drama because I know it's coming and it's coming soon. Oh, so excited. Hopefully. You know how they no. love to drag it out. Yeah, but I feel like it, it'll happen. I mean, we see right off the bat, she make, uh, Gina makes that comment about gingers and <laughs> looks immediately the look on Clint's face is like his ego is so bruised he's ready to spiral <laughs> and that's that's the general consensus of what people think is gonna happen like what the fight that we see is in response to something she said yeah which and sucks like you know if she, i i understand she feels like she feels but if you're trying to build something why would you point out all the things you don't like first mm -hmm. That doesn't make sense to me. I don't so, get it either. Good luck with your marriage for eight weeks. <laughs> Let me tell you all the things I hate about you first on the fourth day. Not <laughs> Absolutely even. not. Day two. <laughs> day two. No, I mean like on the yeah on the honeymoon. But all right, well that's it. Anything else, Zigby? No, oh, I'm hungry. Okay, same. That's the show. <laughs> it's dinner we'll, time. <laughs> we'll see y'all next time. Bye. See ya.